You guys hear me? I hope you can hear me. Guess what? I'm in my closet again. It is another closet solo Tom week. Yay. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, but, you know, the quarantines and stuff. We gotta be, gotta be careful, gotta be safe. And, uh, you know, at least, at least one other person I know doesn't really want to take the risk right now, so. Yeah. But hey, maybe we'll get together next week. You never know. You never know. I think we're planning on it, so. Unless something really crazy happens next week, uh, you know, knock on wood. Yeah, we're going to come out. Come out. Oh, man. This is going to be bad. Oh, this is going to be actually the worst episode ever, as the title says. Anyways, welcome. I hope you all had a good Easter. And if I'm smart enough to release this on Easter Sunday, happy Easter. We'll see. Anyways, what I was trying to say was uh, we're going to get together next week with uh, it'll be at least me and Sherman. We'll see if we can get Taylor back and hopefully we can get someone else. Uh, by someone else, I mean Jeff. If you're listening to this, Jeff, I'm talking about you. Who knows? But until then, the guy I get for this week, I am actually recording this. Uh, this is quite a delay from when I usually record these. Uh, we usually record these on Wednesdays. I am recording this on a Saturday in the middle of the day. Currently outside, there is a storm, and I just got done vacuuming the place. So here I am, in my closet, once again. Ah... <sighs> Maybe I delayed this because I know it's not going to be anything that anybody's going to listen to. This is going to be a bad one. I'm just warning you right now. If you're expecting a very interesting topic, just leave. Just leave right now. You would be doing yourself a huge favor right now. <sighs> I know I'm making it sound worse than it's actually going to be, but trust me. It's... What is the title? What did I title this? I always title these before I start them. Uh, something nerdiest, whatever. Nerdiest, lamest episode. Something like that. Yeah, this is it. This is the one. It, it, it came the ninth recording. Took a minute, but it finally got to here. So, being like the last week before we maybe get back together... We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll explain that more at the end of this episode, but... I gotta get through this one last week, and... You know, I was asking the, the guys, uh, Sherman, who... Uh, we usually discuss one another before we do topics to see what we want to talk about for the series. I asked them, well, what should I do for the next one? Because, uh, I mean, the first one was easy. Just pick my favorite video games. That's not hard at all. But now it's like, I don't know what to do. And I asked them, and I got a couple suggestions from them and family being like, you should do this or that. And it's like, yeah, that sounds great with someone else. I can't do that on my own. Besides, we need, like, I know these people that have even, like, greater or as good stories as I do for these particular topics. Why would I do that on my own? So, uh, yeah, it was kind of like... What do I do? And then I thought, well, I could do this, but would I really risk it? 
And I totally am. Because I need to do this. <sighs> Here we go. So. Did you guys know I'm a nerd? I am a huge nerd. <laughs> ah, man. Ah. Sorry. I just, I still, I can't believe I'm actually doing this, be, you know, for content reasons. So, as a nerd, I'm into particular things. Um, I mean, our, our whole uh, friend group is into particular things. We all have our own little, uh, little uh, gimmicks, I guess you could say. Our own little uh, interests. So, example for Taylor, he's obsessed with Harry Potter. And we all know this, and we all accept it. He is a walking Harry Potter Wikipedia. I read up to, like, book four, but I don't remember anything, really, other than some differences. Uh, I don't need to read anymore, because Taylor is a walking Wikipedia of Harry Potter. So, I probably should read him, and I know he wants me to read him. But, considering the fact that he's just going to tell me everything that happens anyways. Uh, yeah. So anyways, that's just an example. Uh, another one is Sherman is into, or at least he's into the theme or collecting of Sword Art Online. I do not get it. We've talked about it before in a prior podcast. It's one of the worst things ever. And he openly admits that it's actually not the greatest, but he still collects figures and swords and all that stuff based on it anyways. So who's to say? Who's to say? So what's mine? Well, you know, as a kid, I grew up on, uh, you know, some obvious things, but also some interesting things. They are definitely things of my time. And uh, if, if these particular things come back or stay for even longer, then I'll be surprised. So I'm actually thinking of one thing in particular. So on top of liking uh, the obvious, uh, I did like Star Wars as a kid. Uh, I liked, uh, you know, Pokemon. I liked the superhero things. Um, on top of that, I liked Lego, specifically Bionicle. Now, for those who probably forgot what that is, that is a series of uh, Technic Combo sets and figures and its own sort of universal story. This came out in the years 2001 to 2010. It came back for a little bit, 2015 to 2016, but that kind of, uh, it was kind of a reboot that didn't really work out because uh, they didn't really capture what made the original so great to stay for 10 years or so. Um, and, you know, that was a thing that was like technical builds with like screws and like pegs and, you know, stuff like that. It was a, uh, it was Lego, but a different sense. And... Uh, I really got into that when I was a kid, and, and uh, even to this day, like, obviously I don't really collect them anymore and stuff, but, you know, I just can't help but, like, be like, I really like that. I do hope it comes back, and I do hope it stays relevant. It actually has a huge fan base still, a very dedicated fan base. They do a lot of things called uh, mocks, and mocks are essentially your own sort of creations and build. Uh, I think mock actually stands for like, uh, made, made up something, something creation. 
and yeah so like there's a fan base and stuff and it's all cool and uh i guess i'm kind of a part of that i don't really like go on i'm not that guy that goes on like discussion boards and talks about nonsense and you know stuff like that i shouldn't say nonsense i don't want to be mean but (laughs) yeah uh short short line short line wow this will be a bad episode (laughs) Uh, uh, basically, uh, to get to the point, I was into that. It didn't, that was the one thing that didn't really stay like, you know, like Pokemon or other things did. And, you know, that kind of stopped. And then as I got older, obviously I stopped like collecting them and stuff. And occasionally when I'm like, super bored and I literally have nothing to do I'll probably like get those out and just kind of you know make my own uh, mocks sometimes but that's really only if I'm desperate and like I don't know like this is a huge segue by the way if you're wondering why I'm talking about this all of a sudden this is a huge segue to get to my topic but anyways, there's always that need. I always have that need to create. And, uh, you know, being an artist, I, I do digital stuff. I do some painting stuff sometimes. I do a lot of pen and ink stuff. Um, people that know me know this. But I always have that need to create. And I don't always want to create with the same thing, you know. Uh, back collecting those Lego sets uh, that kind of filled the gap of building and uh, that desire to build and create and think up of ideas and like I can waste hours doing that and I would be fine you know I'm one of those people and you know you can only do so much with like the Lego sets like even even Technic Bionicle pieces I guess you could say you can't do a whole lot with them you're kind of bound to do whatever um and, uh, you know, what I'm going to talk about today is kind of that you're definitely bound to create one thing. However, you get the option of creating what you want with it. And there's another element to it that's greatly appreciated, which I have learned to love later on. Uh, so that being said, I went through like, you know, a couple years like during going to college and stuff where it's like yeah I'm doing a lot of artwork for classes and stuff but I kind of want to do something else because I'm kind of getting sick of doing stuff on like a canvas board and you know all that stuff so you know I kind of went around and then we went to you know we have our local uh here in the state I live in we have our local uh comic-con convention which is fan x should be called salt lake comic-con but stupid dispute reason, San Diego be salty, and I don't want to get into that, but it's it's stupid. That was a really stupid thing that happened to change the name. What butt hurts? What, but yeah, you heard me. What butt hurts? Anyways, it was like, I want to say 2017, probably 2018. I feel like it was a little bit longer ago than 2018 but we went to fan x and uh you know they they have different stores there obviously always get your shirts and your posters and all that and you know 
Then they have the model kit store, or at least the collectibles stores, you know. They have the, uh, they have the, oh, exclusive figure, buy that, or little statuettes, or, or as I'm going to be discussing, model kits. Now, I've always known of model kits, uh, there was a show I watched, and yes, I am talking about an anime, with a character that would build Gundam model kits, which is probably the most popular model kits known, and actually correlate to what I'm going to talk about. Again, if you if you don't want to listen to this, just back away. Just just turn this off and listen to something better, because this is, this is going to be a bad episode, man. Anyways. So they had model kits, and... Uh, to my surprise, they had Star Wars model kits. Now, now it interests me because the ones that I initially saw are vehicles from like the original trilogy that I really liked. And I was like, oh, wow, they actually have those. And then later on, I figure out, oh, you can do certain characters. Oh, that's cool. And then this year in particular, uh, because the year prior to that, I did get one Gundam model kit out of curiosity. You know, sometimes you just have to get something to try it out to see if you like it. And my initial response to that one was the uh, the build was a lot of fun, but I don't really have an attachment to the thing I built because I don't know what Gundam is. I'll get to it one day. I'll get to watching Gundam stuff one day. I'm sure there's a list out there that tells you what you should watch and what not to watch because Gundam's... Gundam has a buttload of stuff within its series. Uh, that's really all I know about it. It's about big mech things, and you build the mechs. That's what the molecules are. They're all various types of mechs from different parts of the franchise, I guess. Anyways, that was the problem, right? I didn't have a connection to what the thing I built, but I liked the build of it, and it was not. It was challenging, but it wasn't super challenging. So I was like, you know. I think I'm going to try out the Star Wars ones. I'm going to get the Star Wars ones. And I'm going to see how those build. And how they look. And see how accurate they are to like. You know the movie versions of these. Vehicles and characters and stuff. And see if I like it. And uh. Yeah I was hooked. I didn't initially realize I was hooked. At first. So that first uh. That first time I bought them at. At the uh. Fan X. It was uh, it was one vehicle and one character thing I bought. I was like, I'm going to do both at the same time. See which one I like more. See if there's like a difference. And I basically picked like the most compelling and most interesting of the two. Uh, and then, you know, I built those and I was like, that was a fun build. And these things look neat. Yes, they do need paint. That's another thing with these things. You got to paint them and detail them on your own. But I like doing that so it's fine so then afterwards i was like okay i don't really have some of these model kits are they could be pretty expensive 30 40 dollars like or more like they actually have one that's a millennium falcon that's like almost 400 dollars like that's the same price for a playstation 4 like that's crazy anyways after that i was kind of like ah i don't know Maybe I'll buy one later on, and then I take a little trip to Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby is where I go to get my art products, by the way. 
They usually have good deals. They always have like a 40% off thing weekly. Uh, I highly recommend going there. Uh, unless you want to get like more like unique professional sort of uh, products for your art. Um, those are mostly online or at a proper like arts shop. Like uh, what's that place called? Is Blick Arts still around? Is that what that place is called? I don't know. Anyways, I went there and I realized that they sold some of these model kits. Uh, and they had another one that I wanted. And that one in particular was an ATST. For those that... I don't think I ever mentioned this uh, on our prior discussions of Star Wars. I shouldn't say discussions. They're more uh, rants. Me and Taylor can rant on Star Wars all day. Uh, rant and praise it. It's, it's a confusing mess when we talk about Star Wars. Anyways... I've always liked the Walker's vehicles. Um, every single one. My favorite one of all time is an ATAT, which is one of the first two I got. And now there's an ATST, which are the, uh, for those that don't know, the ATST is the two legged Walkers from uh, Return of the Jedi. So I was like, I really like this one too. Uh, might as well get this one. So I got that. I built it. It was great. It looks completely spot on as expected uh needed paints but that was fine again uh i enjoyed it immensely and i liked its little uh they usually come with like little display stands that you can put them on um this sometimes the display stands can be unique and this one was kind of like a dirt ground that you can also paint the display stand to make it look like forestry of endor you know so that was all cool and yeah and then i was like yeah that was fun too and then, you know, like a month or two afterwards, I go back to the store and then I see that they are selling an X-Wing. And X-Wings are one of my favorite Star Wars vehicles of all time. So I was like, well, I have to get this. And it was a special set. Uh, those that are into model kits, uh, Bandai model kits to be specific. I don't think I mentioned those Bandai model kits. They're Bandai model kits. And... This one was a special set that came with uh, two different sizes of X-Wings, which, uh, just so you know, they all come in various sizes. So a lot of the character figures are 1 12th scale, which means they're about... Uh, do I have one behind me? No. I have some of these in my closet, by the way. Uh, they're like almost 6-inch figuring things. They all kind of stay the size as they should be comparatively if they're 112 scale. And then uh, a lot of the vehicles, like the X-Wings, are like 172nd scale or something like that. But this one came with 172nd scale and then like a 1... 144th scale, something like that. Basically, one scaled with the ATST and then the other one scaled with the ATAT. so... So I had to get that, and so far that is the only vehicle that's actually fully completed in painting and stuff. I actually take a really long time to decorate these things because I want to make sure they look good. Um, and that one is like proper done, and I really like it, and I think it looks neat, and it makes me happy. <sighs> so it was at that point where I kind of went, yeah, yeah, I'm hooked on these. I'm going to be the biggest nerd of all time collecting these, but 
you know what? Screw it. I like it. I like it a lot. It might be it might be a pricey hobby, sure. And I don't have as many options with Star Wars compared to like the Gundam ones that I mentioned. But at the same time, there's still enough that there is plenty of purchase options. Also, I always think like, well, some of these you can buy twice because, you know, you can design a second copy to look completely different than your first one. One model kit they have, which is genius, is the Clone War, Clone Troopers guys. They are plain white, but you can do them any way you want. You can have them have blue stripes like the 501st from Star Wars. You can have them green stripe. You can do all sorts of coloration. You can have one with capes and stuff like that. Like, like it's en endless possibilities. So, yeah. This is the topic. I apologize to those still listening. To those that our ears are bleeding because this is like the worst discussion ever. But whatever, man. I need content. So this is going to be a list. It's not really numbered in any way because uh, I don't care to do that. But I will kind of randomize it from the list that I wrote down. Uh, this is going to be... Model kit ideas that need to happen. That is the topic. Now, just full disclosure here, I'm talking about Bandai model kits. So I might mention something that another company like, uh, for example, Revel did. And Revel is sort of like easier version of model kits. Some of them are usually uh, mostly painted already. Uh, Taylor uh, actually got me one. Taylor was kind of on this thing, which, I mean, obviously I didn't complain because he got me model kits, so I don't care. <laughs> no, no, I great, I appreciate him doing this, but he would he would go to stores to explore and, like, if he ever stumbled across a model kit that he knew I didn't have, he would buy it to be nice. He would buy it and give it to me and be like, "You should build this so I can see what it looks like." And I was like, all right. Uh, so far, he's done that twice. And uh, he got me the uh, the Slave 1, the first Slave, or not the first Slave 1, but the original trilogy Slave 1. The, that's the vehicle that Boba Fett rides in Empire Strikes Back. It's like the weird, uh, the weird one that kind of sideways downs or back ends when it lands. I don't know how to describe it. It's a very particular looking ship but he got me that one and that one is incredible and i enjoyed building that immensely but the second one he got me was a uh revel kit and it was the uh kylo ren ship which was definitely built before the force awakens movie came out because the wings are straight up in the sky which is what they're supposed to do when they're landing but you can't make the wings go out in a V-shape like they do in the movie. So um, that's just a little nitpick. Uh, so we got that, and it was sort of the situation where it was like, I know you got this out of curiosity, and I know you stressed that it wasn't that expensive, and um, you know you want me to be honest about what I think about it, and it's like, I really agree, greatly appreciate you buying this, but... 
But yeah, the kit's kind of a mess. Like, the thing with Rebel is the pieces don't really... So the thing about Bandai model kits is, for the most part, you can actually put it all together without glue, which is kind of the selling point of them. You just kind of have to take the pieces out. They're in these uh, little frame board things. You kind of snap them out, and you can get little snippers or whatever. They get those out. Um, they actually sell, like, official license Bandai things. They're actually called nippers, which is a hilarious name, but it's true. It's a real thing. Anyways, uh, yeah, the Rebel ones are kind of loose putting together. Like, uh, I was literally having to move it because uh, I moved to a new house not too long ago. And I go to display it, or, well, not really display it, but to put it somewhere in my in my closet. It's actually behind me right now. And uh, every time, every time I gently put it down, there's there's this one piece that's part of the little uh, gun turret, not gun turret, but part of the little gun nozzle. It just comes off. It doesn't care. No matter what I do, I can't keep it on. So, you know, other than that stuff, uh, since then I've learned that you can make them look better by actually using a proper type of glue. Um, doing, like, custom painting will greatly improve them because even though they technically have the color down, uh, weathering in detail like that just makes it even more better than it needs to be. And, I don't know, bottom line is this is not going to be a list about Rebel or any other company. Um, what other companies are there? There's surprisingly a lot of... Uh, model kit companies out there now uh there's recent flame toys fury although they do model kits for transformer characters currently and i haven't even gotten any of those so i can't speak on the quality and the look of them i'll probably get uh some of them one day uh they actually have a starscream one that i really want but anyways i'm not gonna be talking about those not going to be talking about it's just going to be bandai star wars model kits exclusively the other thing to note is i'm going to go through all eras uh the model kits already have tapped on certain eras but obviously for those who know there are certain eras of star wars that could be touched on more than others so this will include original trilogy prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy. It'll even include some of the shows as well. Um, most particularly uh, The Mandalorian, since that's a live-action show that has more of a potential to be a model kit. So, those all count. Um, again, like I said about the Rebel thing, you might hear something that, that Rebel has done, but this is me saying I want to see the Bandai model kit version of it, because... The other thing that Bandai's really good at is making them look super accurate when you complete them. Like, I do have a... What do I have in here that I can look at? I mean, I did mention the X-Wing. The X-Wing's like 100% spot on. It looks fantastic. Especially when you put paint on it. It looks exactly like the, they do in the movies. So, that being said, let's get through this list so that you guys can all hate me more 
Uh, I promise after this episode, I probably won't go into model kits as much. I think the only time I'll ever mention this again is if uh, the other guys or whoever's on my episodes bring it up. So keep that in mind. Uh, if you stayed for as long as you did and you're here now, thank you. And, uh, you know, maybe afterwards you can tell me what you think of my list. Uh, maybe you have different ideas. Like, I do have a lot of things on my list, but it's not everything, so. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. Uh, so the first thing on my list is, uh, it's gonna be a prequel trilogy thing. It's Droidicas, or, as some people call it, Destroyer Droids. Now, these are the, uh, roly-poly, at least that's how people describe them, the roll-up droids that, like, they roll into a battle scene, and then they got the big gun arm things that come out, and they have the hologram, obviously, around them, so they're, like, they're, they're like, perfect weapons against Jedi, for example. Now, these things have always looked really cool. As soon as you saw them in uh, Phantom Menace, they were they were easily one of the best things ever designed. And they're super cool. And considering that they do have model kits for, uh, you know, the regular standard battle droids, they should do model kits for this as well. It's a very known thing. People really like this droid design. Um, it's very... As soon as you see it on a shelf, it'll sell. So I don't know why they haven't done it yet. And it would just look cool. I mean, you can do... Uh, you know, most model kits have functionality where... Uh, what's a good example? Uh, like the Y-Wings, you can actually clip the... Uh, not clip. You can put together the wings so they're kind of in folded mode. You can do other things like uh, the Battle Droid, for example. It can be in... Uh, Packaged mode? Is that what it's called? Stationary mode. It's one that folds up on itself. Uh, when they're in the that one sh uh, vehicle that holds them all in. Uh, what is that? The MTT gunship thing? It's the MTT something. Anyways. You know, they have functionality. And considering the fact that the droidicas can roll up into a ball and roll, you can either have that functionality built into the model kit or you can have it be a double pack where one is in rolled up mode and then the other one is in stationary attack mode like that would be really cool and uh again it's one of those situations where uh oh yeah there's another rule i forgot to mention uh this is only going to be like droids vehicles and masked characters that's kind of their standard rule for all their model kits so far and uh, with the exception of some things, like one model kit I do have is a Darth Vader one where you can have a maskless version where you can see his head in there. And they do actually have a uh, new technology with their model kits where they have the faces kind of... <sighs> I don't know the best way to describe it. They have the faces like painted on, but it's like a mo-cap-ish... Mo technology to make the faces look really as spot on as you can uh painting it on plastic so you know there's some exceptions but for the most part it has to be helmeted people because still making like uh 
spot on realistic people faces and stuff and making people model kits is kind of a long shot so keep that in mind as well so uh so the other thing about droidicas is actually seeing how they're built um another fun thing of building like the vehicles and stuff like that is uh, especially when i built the atat that was that was really interesting where like you get to see the little pieces and like the little components and intricate details that you never really appreciated when you saw the movies because obviously in the movies they're mostly moving around and the camera doesn't stay on them there's a lot of detail on there that you just have to admire you know so that's another reason why the droidica would be interesting because there's a lot of uh little components in in its little in its body parts most particularly in its gun arms and that would be really interesting to see how they built that and stuff so that's on the list now let's go for something from a different era um let's do a vehicle what vehicles do i have on here that is not from a different era so we're not going to do that let's do oh yeah so this is kind of a combo thing on the list so let's do Praetorian and Royal Guards. Now, these are helmeted characters. And they are interesting characters because, well, obviously they're guards. It wasn't really until the Praetorian Guards in Last Jedi where they actually had their own special fight sequence scene in the movie. Which, honestly, is one of the better parts of that movie. I'm not going to get into a whole debate of how I feel about Last Jedi, but let's just say... That Last Jedi definitely has good scenes. That's always my rule. There's always a really good scene in every Star Wars, no matter what. And in that one, it's definitely that uh, throne room Praetorian fight scene. And uh, for those that still haven't caught on what these guys are, they are the all-red attired uh, armored soldier warriors that... Well, obviously, they're guards. They guard their emperor, or in the case of Blaster Jedi, Supreme Leader Snoke. Um, the ones in original trilogy have the uh, like the big, long gun staff things, and they have the more angular helmets that kind of look like they're draped on, but they're 100% helmets. And, you know, those guys are even more interesting in, like, Legends and, you know, beyond the movies. They, uh... They have like little mini pistol guns uh, underneath their robes. They they're definitely armored up to the max. Like these these guys are cool, and again they're perfect for doing uh, model kits because well obviously they're armored people, but also they've done a bunch of the like the trooper characters. So why not do them? Also with the Praetorian guards, there's different helmet designs and different weapons. So. You know, you have plenty of different variety to do those. And even though there might be people that complain, there's some people that complain like, oh, it's kind of the same set, only you changed element and stuff. So I don't know if I want to yada, yada, yada. I don't think people will argue that much because the Praetorian guards were cool enough that they would sell just fine. And same with the Royal Guards, you know, you can have you can have variety. You can actually have it so you can buy two of those. Uh, you can do 
a display. Uh, I know there's people that combo the model kits with uh, the collect the Star Wars collectibles right now that aren't model kits. They're known as the Black Series uh, figurines. Uh, they're basically the same accurate size as the model kits are. Um, you can do one where you can get that. Uh, they have a special Emperor Palpatine in his throne thing. You can have that with two like royal guards standing side by side. And now people are probably saying, well, they have Black Series Royal Guards. You can do that. Well, to that I say, uh, be quiet. This is my list. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, you can do something like that. Even with the Praetorian Guards, you can have a big throne thing. You can do the same thing with Snoke in his weird, like, Playboy Mansion robes sitting in his throne. You can have all the different Praetorian Guards, like, standing in their unique stands that they do, like, in the movie. Like, with a red backdrop, that would be really cool. Um, yeah, you know, the the options there. Uh, these would be great. I'm actually kind of surprised that they haven't done these as model kits yet. They seem pretty obvious to do, you know? You know? So... Yeah, let's let's get those guys. Come on, let's do it. So let's see the next one on my list. Uh, since I talked about guards, let's do different guards. Oh, I should mention you can also do the Republic guards, which are instead of being all red, they're all blue and they kind of have like Roman gladiator esque helmets. Uh, they're definitely unique in their own right, and they would be cool too. But obviously this company would go with the red guards more than anything because they're more common even to not big Star Wars fans than the other ones. So uh, just to get that out of the way, let's talk about a different type of guard. Uh, so my next one on my list is the Magna Guards. Now, this is again a prequel thing. And for those that don't know, Magna Guards are those humanoid looking droids that use the big electric staff weapons. Uh, you definitely saw them in episode three. Uh, they also show up quite a bit in the Clone Wars show. And, uh, you know, next to like Droidicas, they are also a very powerful weapon against the Jedi during that uh, Clone Wars era. And these guys, for many reasons, one, they look cool. Um, some of these kits do come with like weird fabric that you can use for robes but for the most part people kind of make their own robes and capes for their figures and they kind of cut them out and then color them and then shape them around the figure to look more spot on uh and i can definitely see that happening with these uh magna guards if they're ever made uh so that again you could buy two of them uh, they already have a model kit for General Grievous, and for those that remember Episode 3, the Royal Guards were definitely kind of his minions, I guess you can call them. So you can also do a disfigure... A disfigure? Oh, gosh. You can also do a uh, figure uh, display having two Magna Guards side-by-side side of him and have a whole scene looking like that. And... What's another feature? Uh, again, seeing how their belts, how the components and the technical details of them are built. And uh, 
Yeah, those Magna Gods in particular very much have a oddly unique build to them, so that would be interesting. And also it would be cool to see how they would do, like, electric, like, detail for their uh, staff weapons. Um, if you watch the movies again, the staff weapons are actually, like, like, the ends of them are different depending on Magna Guard. Um, I can't remember the, like, canonical reason why that is. I do believe, like, an old Legends thing, if I'm remembering correctly, they are, like, dismantled lightsabers that are put together in some way. I could be wrong on that. I could be dead wrong, but I swear I read something like that in the past, and that would be interesting. And, uh... Heck, you can even have, like, the Magna Guard model kit have, like, extra bonus pieces for, uh, other sets. They do that sometimes. They don't do it as much, but they can do it. And they could do a thing of, like, having... So the Grievous set, he can only hold lightsabers in his forearmed saber mode, which definitely makes sense. That's the one that people would want to display. But he does come with two with the two-arm mode. And, you know, it'd be cool to have the ability to only have two-arm mode for two lightsabers. And... Perhaps he can hold his gun weapon or hold his own electric staff like he did in the third movie. So, you know, that all that would be great. So why not have that as well? Um, again, this is, this is a pretty good idea. I hope they do it. They're not going to listen to this. But, hey, I'm just throwing out ideas. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh... Da, 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 da. All right, let's do one from a show. Let's do uh, the actual Mandalorian himself. Now, they've already done Boba Fett. Um, and I do want them to do, like, Jango Fett in the future. I'm actually shocked that they haven't done a Jango Fett one yet. Jango Fett doesn't get a lot of love. Like, I don't know how Boba is more popular when Jango Fett has more of a prevalent to the story than Boba Fett ever did. Like, like that's that's the hard truth, right? Boba Fett just looked cool. Jango Fett was the, was the DNA for the clone army, right? So, I don't know. But let me talk about the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, you can do two versions of him. You can do the one with his kind of crappy, crappy, like, mangled up armor that he had at the beginning of the show. Then you can have the all silver metal uh, Beskar steel version. He would obviously look cool. You can easily do a fabricate for him. You can even have a little display figure of the uh, Baby Yoda. That would definitely be a selling point. You can even make the Beskar metal look great. Uh, they they have a Captain Phasma figure out, which is all like shiny, chromy metal, which metal look to the armor, which works great for that character because that character was shiny armor metal. Uh, you can do the same thing for the Mandalorian. You know, he comes with his unique weapons. Uh, which would be also great to see, like, in detail of the technicals, like I keep mentioning. Um, you can definitely use some weathering paint and stuff. You can paint this guy very well. Uh, 
make him look dirty and gritty like he does in the show. Uh, there's just a possibility there. And, you know, that's not even mentioning the fact that the character is super popular now. Probably not as popular as Baby Yoda, but again, that's Baby Yoda, you know. Uh, but people still really like the Mandalorian because he's, he's the child's new daddy. So, I don't know. Like, that's one that I think about that's like, they should do that. They should really do that. And I wasn't even thinking uh, prior to that that they could do two versions of that. That would be really great. And again, this one was also on the list. I might as well mention him. Jango Fett would be super cool too because, well, it's Jango Fett. You can also do kind of a shiny metal for him too. Uh, it would just be great to have him and Boba Fett. I do have the Boba Fett set, by the way. Um, model kit, I mean. And Boba Fett looks great. That one is 100% painted as well. Uh, he looks great. I need to find like a some sort of stand thing so it looks like he's flying with his jetpack because that would be really fun. But yeah, he's a great he's a great presence. And yeah, I just want his dad version, and now I want the Mandalorian uh, character version. Uh, those would be very interesting. We know we can. You, we know they can do it. I mean, they already did Boba. They just have to make it look sleeker. Like, that's really all you need to do. So, at least for Django Fett, that's all you need to do. So, yeah, why don't why don't we get to that, guys? Uh, Bandai, guys. Come on, uh, the Japanese. Just, just do it. We know you can do it. All right. Is anyone, has anyone left yet? Has this hurt anyone's soul yet, this particular podcast? Oh, man. If the guys are listening to this, they're probably like having a ball listening to me nerd out and be stupid. All right, let's get to the next part of the list. Um, all right, let's do another character one. Uh, most of my vehicle ones I'll probably save till the end. Now that I think about it because uh, they're pretty uh, particular. So another one on my list is IG-11 or IG-88. Now... IG-11 is that assassin bounty hunter droid that you saw in The Mandalorian. But IG-88 is the one that everybody likes. IG-88 is the bounty hunter from that you briefly saw in Empire Strikes Back. In Legends, he was more prominent in a role. Uh, he was a boss fight in uh, Shadows of the Empire video game that everybody remembers. And uh, he is notorious for being the other bounty hunter that almost caught Han Solo before Boba Fett did. And, you know, there's other things about him, but IG-88 has always been a popular one. And, like, you know, I've mentioned that it's surprising that most of these haven't been made yet. But IG-88 in particular is the number one uh, model kit figure that I am super shocked has not been made yet. Because cause that one would sell. Like, because a lot, you know, a lot of the model kits are the obvious characters, but they, they're even, like, vehicles and other things that you don't really think about and you're kind of surprised that they have those as model kits you're grateful for them but it's still surprising and ig88 would have been a really surprising great one and i'm really shocked that they haven't done that so what i would do for this one is i would do a figure where it would give you the option you can build it as ig11 or as ig88 uh if I'm not mistaken, they both have different guns to them and different, like, 
like ammo straps and stuff so it wouldn't be too hard to like swap out options this would also be a selling point as well because you would like tempt people to buy two so they can do the two different characters uh again intricate detail would probably be the most interesting on this one because uh the ig unit droids are one of the particular droids that just has a bunch of interesting pieces on them anyways so that would be interesting and uh i don't know it's just it would be great to have more like bounty hunter presence within the uh model kit bandai roster you know so that's another that's another pick all right let's see i'm not going to do vehicles yet but i'll meet you in the middle uh the next one on my list is probe droids now probe droids are those like black sort of large ish vehicle droids that you saw in empire strikes back uh one lands on uh on Hoff to try and find where the rebels are hiding. Um, you know what I'm talking about at this point. Uh, yeah, one of those. Those would be really interesting. They have like weird spindly legs. You can have it on a display where it's floating. Um, all sorts of things. And it wouldn't be that hard. You'd mostly use black plastic and leave it to the, uh, the, the builders to do the paint detail, you know? Uh, it would be also interesting. You can do weathering of like white on there. Uh, you can actually buy a little weathering kits. I actually have three. Uh, I recommend buying those online because uh, you can you can buy them at the store, uh, Hobby Lobby in particular, or a Michaels or whatever sort of craft store you have near you. But they're usually like ten bucks a piece. But if you buy them online, it's ten bucks for like three uh, three little. Uh, sets so you know that's just just as an example you could do white to make it look like snow debris on it um you know being on hoff and all that so that's great too uh let's see all right next one is uh the b2 super battle droid now these are the battle droids from episode two and three uh, re uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. They also appear in Clone Wars. And in uh, flashback scenes in uh, The Mandalorian Show. These are the big, sort of bluish, metal, like, bulky battle droids. They got, like, the wrist guns that they shoot from. They look really cool. I know in particular Jeff is a big fan of this design in particular. He really likes the super battle droids, and I can't blame him. They look super cool. And... Yeah, you can do all sorts of things with them. Uh, the ones that you see show up in the flashback scenes in Mandalorian, they got the double wrist blaster things you can do. You can do an option of that with the set. You could do the standard one with the with the one wrist uh, blasters. You know, the weathering, you can have like the standard sort of grayish blue armor, but like doing weathering in detail would be amazing for a figure like this. Uh, again, you can buy two of them and have them displayed side by side with, uh, if you get a Black Series Count Dooku figure, which I think is still kind of a new thing at the time of this recording, you can definitely have a Count Dooku with two of those, because, uh, you can reenact sort of that look that he had in Revenge of the Sith when he's on top of the thing before he gets in the fight with him, so, that's just an option. Also, again, they just have a battle droid, 
Like, if you want to do a complete, like, uh, CIS Army, which is the name, the Confederate of Independent Systems, that's the name of the droid army in the Clone Wars uh, situation, if you did not know that. You know, if you want a whole army display of both sides of the Clone Wars, yeah, we need more different droids. It wasn't just battle droids. So, there you go. That's that's one I really do want on my list. Um, Alright, let's do a sequel trilogy. Uh, this one is technically six different sets, but I don't think anyone will argue with me when I say the Knights of Ren. Now, we have two different model kit versions of Kylo Ren already. We have the one from Force Awakens, which I already have displayed, and he looks fantastic. Uh, they have the Rise of Skywalker one with the red cracks in his uh, broken helmet. And he's got like the different cape design and stuff. And that one, I currently have pre-ordered, but I have to wait for uh, almost a whole month because of the quarantine stuff. It is not a uh, necessity right now, so... So, at least it's coming, so yay. So, the other, the main reason why I want the other Knights of Ren sets around is so you can have the entire Knights of Ren on display. They are all very unique. They all have unique weapons, unique helmets. They all have different things that they wear. Um, this seems like a gold mine for Bandai model kits. This seems like a great idea. We'll see if they do it. We'll see if they do it in the future. I mean, you know, I talk about, like, they should get get on hurrying to these things. But, like, you know, for all we know, they could be working on them right now. It takes time. They actually have to get, like, the look and the detail down from, like, the movies. I think they actually get, like, blueprints, um, if I'm not mistaken, from, from, like, the Lucasfilm company or whatever. And then they... You know, they seriously look at it and then they figure out how the kit would be built and stuff. So, I mean, when I say they should get to these, I'm saying, like, they should get to these within a couple of years because I'm pretty sure it takes them a good number of years to actually properly get these made and manufactured by the time that they release. So, like, I mean, that's probably why there was only six new sets that came out with Rise of Skywalker and most of them were already like sets we're familiar with just like mostly repaints so you know it is what it is but yeah the Knights of Ren man now people will probably complain that they didn't do anything really in the movie and I completely agree I was very disappointed that they didn't do much in the movies they definitely have the presence down but they did the stupid Boba Fett thing where they didn't do anything they still look cool though, and I would definitely like them displayed. I know they're—I don't know if they have them all made yet, but I know they're doing Black Series things for them too. So, you know, you could—you could definitely get the Black Series versions of them and have them put a display. But I, it would be really cool to have them all model kits. Uh, the, I mean, I don't know if I mentioned it already, but the model kits are already uh, super. Um, no, don't cancel. Sorry, my phone got weird. Uh, 
there's they're way more detailed oriented than the black series the black series is close but they're not on the nose the best example i can think of is the vader stuff um their first issue of black series vader did not look that good at all his face was weirdly bizarre but the monarchy version is very good very spot on so you know that's why that's why i'm like model kit version over black series yeah all right we're about there we have four left so let's do the vehicles and they're all from the prequel trilogy i'm realizing and i think that's mainly because a lot of the vehicles we've gotten are majority of them are from the original trilogy most others are from sequel trilogy but we don't really have a lot of prequel vehicles on display here we need to get more of them so the jedi uh, starfighters um these are the ones from episode three uh they're the ones that um obi-wan and anakin ride at the beginning of the movie there's the red one then there's the yellow one they got like the wing flaps on the side uh the Anakin one, um, now these two in particular, they're already sets in Rebel, but um, like I said, I want to see the Bandai model kit version of these, because they would, they would be more intricate with the details, and they would actually stay together better. I've actually read some online reviews for the Rebel model kit versions of these, and people like the way they look, for sure. They just... Uh, they just don't like the fact that you definitely need glue to keep them together because they just fall apart easily. So, that being said, yeah, have the Obi-Wan and Anakin version of these uh, vehicles. You can even have uh, Anakin rode the, uh, it was like a green one, if I'm not mistaken, sort of a lime green version uh, by the end of the movie when he went to the Mustafar planet, the you know, kill kill the uh, banking clan. So, you know, there's two options there. One would definitely come with an R2-D2, which R2-D2 is a popular character, and he's already got plenty of uh, sets. And this one would actually be stuck in the vehicle, and it would work fine. Also, people can have a fun time trying to figure out how R2-D2 got stuck in that vehicle, even though the vehicle was designed for look before uh, function uh if you don't <laughs> if you don't know what i'm talking about people complain about those uh vehicles because they don't know how r2d2 is in there when the bottom of it looks flat on the wing you don't see r2d2's body parts underneath it doesn't look like r2d2 could fit in there it's pretty hilarious but it's still a really cool looking uh vehicle nonetheless so they should definitely do it all right so why would you have these vehicles fight? Um, because you always have to have the anti-vehicle, right? You got to have the evil one. Uh, you know, with the X-Wings, you got the TIE Fighters. You got TIE Fighters for both sequel and original trilogy, obviously, because they just did the same thing but slapped red on it. Uh, yeah, I am kind of... I actually like the TIE Fighter a lot, but... Honestly, if you're just going to slap red on it for like a sequel trilogy, you could do better than that. They kind of did better than that by the end of it. They did actually 
uh, in the last movie have a new looking TIE fighter. I can't remember what it's called. I want to say TIE striker, but I know that's super wrong. Oh, I don't know if you guys heard that, but if you hear any noise besides me, that's because uh, people are working around. Uh, I'm in a new neighborhood, so there's a lot of construction crap going on. So if you hear anything, I apologize for that. I am in my closet. Hopefully you can't hear it, but we'll see. All right. Anyways, uh, the next thing on my list is the vulture droids. Now, the vulture droids are the enemy vehicle ships that are actually really big droids. Um, they have two modes. They walk on their wings kind of fold down and they kind of walk on them like like legs. They're kind of like robo horses in a way. And their heads kind of poke out. But when they're in flight mode, their heads kind of tuck in and then their wings go up and they have the blasters on their wings so the blasters are facing forward. Uh, these are very unique looking uh, droid vehicle ships. Very interesting. And they would be excellent for a model kit because, again, two versions. You can have them in walking mode or vehicle, like, flying mode. You can have them in two different colors so you can sell multiple sets. Uh, the ones at the end of the prequel trilogy are, they kind of have, like, that dark blue color attire. It's sort of the uh, Confederate Independent Systems uh, signature color is like the white the white and blue sort of scheme, but mostly blue. It's kind of like a weird dark blue, if I'm not mistaken. So you can do that. Uh, the older kits are kind of like the sort of like a greenish tan almond color versions uh, from like Phantom Menace. Now, they are in Phantom Menace, but you see them in flight mode, but they kind of go by fast, and then you see two walking ones at the beginning of the movie. But they're definitely there, and they're definitely in that color scheme, so those are options as well. Alright, uh, just two more left. Um, this one is, uh, this one I was thinking about because there is a Rebel version, but it's Stupidly hard to get now, especially for a good price. I definitely missed the opportunity to get a Rebel version of this. Uh, the only reason I mentioned this one in uh, sorry, I'm talking too fast. In particular, is because I did watch somebody show how you can paint it to look, make it look super great, for being a Rebel, uh, like all one color plain version. You can actually paint it to look really fantastic. But like I said, I missed the opportunity for this. Uh, I have not mentioned what the ship's called yet, but I'll get to it. Um, the Venator-class Star Destroyer. Now, these are the Star Destroyers, again, that you see in the prequels. These are the ones that the clones use as their uh, as their primary, like, uh, mothership sort of thing. Uh, I'm losing my mind a little bit talking, so I'm not going to talk right at all with Star Wars, but... These are the ones that are basically Star Destroyers, but they got, like, the red stripes going down the middle... Uh, they got a different looking uh, sort of uh, sort of a headquarter base. Uh, is that what they call it? Uh, where the the lead ship controls are, the navigation room, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. That head part's a bit different, and it kind of has like a cut in thing on the sides of the wings of the vehicle, so they're not like straight up triangles like the original uh, 
or I should say the uh, the empirical Star Destroyers. Uh, and the only reason I want these made is because we have two versions of the uh, Star Destroyer from original trilogy out. Uh, well, actually three versions. We got a smaller little set you can get. You have a bigger one, which is quite expensive. It's like $80 or 70 if you're lucky. Like big Star Destroyer ship. And then you got another one that's the same size as that one, but it's got light-up features all over it. And that one's like over $100 something. So uh, hopefully I get money or a chance to snag that Star Destroyer because I do really want that. But, you know, it'd be really nice to get a uh, Finiter class version as well because I think those ones look just as great as the original Star Destroyers. Um, and, you know... While you're at it, why don't you do a bigger version of the Super Star Destroyer, which is probably one of the best-looking Star Destroyers ever made. That's the big, longer, kind of bluish-black one that Vader... That's kind of Vader's signature, like, home base ship from uh, the original trilogy. Like, more more stuff like that. And since I'm done with vehicles, why, while I'm on the vehicle topic, there are still a ton of vehicles from... Well, actually, prequel and even sequel, uh, there's, a, there's a bunch on both ends there, and they haven't really gotten to those yet, so I really hope they get to them eventually. All right, last one. This one won't take that long, I promise. I'm actually getting very tired. I kind of have like a weird headache thing going on right now, talking, so I'm going to get through this really quickly. And then you guys will never have to hear me do an awful episode like this again. I promise. So the last one on my list is simple. I just wrote more troopers. Now, there's plenty of trooper model kits already from Bandai. You got normal stormtrooper. You got sand trooper, which is the normal trooper, but on Tatooine. You got, you know, first order stormtrooper from the sequels. You got a new version of First Order Stormtroopers from uh, Rise of Skywalker. You got one particular set of Clone War uh, Clone Trooper uh, Troopers, as I mentioned. These ones, this one's an interesting set because you can even have the uh, Phase One helmet or the Phase Two helmet, which is great. Uh, my only issue with that one is they're kind of hard to get now, and it's pretty pricey online, uh, depending on where you shop for. And I wish it was more uh, available, and I wish it was a little bit cheaper, because I would easily buy a ton of those and do different variations of the clone troopers, because there's so many different squadrons and legions of troopers with different color assortments and stuff. So, you know, you have all that. You have uh, They have a unique all-black stormtrooper, which I will get eventually. It does look pretty fantastic. And then... Uh, they have Executioner Stormtroopers from Last Jedi. They're the ones with the uh, weird electric hatchet-looking things they almost used to kill uh, Finn and Rose. So, you know, they have those. But there's still plenty more. Um, oh, I forgot to mention they do have the uh, Scout Trooper with the uh, speeder bike from uh, Return of the Jedi. That one's great. But there's still plenty more. There's the... 
different helmeted design versions of uh, clone troopers. You can even have like the squadron leader troopers. Uh, you can do the character uh, clone troopers like uh, Captain Rex and Commander Cody, for example. Those ones would be great. Uh, they just introduced new characters in the Clone Wars show called the Bad Batch. They're very different looking uh, stormtroopers. So, or clone troopers, sorry. So, you know, plenty of options there still. A heck, a buttload of options with clone troopers. I, man, I, it kind of bumps me out that they don't have as much. Uh, again, people will say Black Series has them, but I really don't care for that. I would like to build them and actually put effort into making them, you know? So, there's that. In Rise of Skywalker, they introduced the Sith Troopers. They're the all-red Stormtroopers. Those ones would be great as well. Um, those ones are more than likely going to happen eventually. Uh, probably in like a year's time. By the end of this year, it'll probably happen. We'll see. I could be wrong. Then, what else? There's a... You can do like the uh, vehicle troopers, like TIE Fighter uh, pilots. Because they have like the unique black armor with like the tubes and stuff. They look like aviator fighters kind of things. Uh, aviator, is that the word? Aviator pilots? Something like that? I don't know. You know, you have that. You have... Uh, you have stuff from the TV show as well. Um, or the TV shows, I should say. The one I'm thinking of is in uh, the one show that... Definitely isn't as popular as Clone Wars or uh, Rebels, but but you know it's it's a character enough. It's an all gold stormtrooper uh, captain leader guy, so he's kind of like Captain Phasma, but he's instead he's all gold. Uh, you can definitely do that. Um, there's probably other ones I can I can't really think of. Um, oh, you can do uh, for clone troopers again. You can do the camo versions. Uh, those ones look really neat. The the ones from Kashyyyk uh, battles. Uh, you can definitely do those. Um, and yeah. Just. That's the end of my list. Um, I'm sorry for those that. <laughs> stayed and listened to all this. But uh, yeah. That's that's my whole list. And. Uh, not. You know. It's. It's just the ones that I think about, like, these are the ones that I would really, really like to see at some point be made. Um, and they could be making them, but just taking time to actually get the design down before they, you know, uh, expand the product and, you know, marketing and all that. So, we'll see. But, yeah, now you guys know something about me. I am a model kit making nerd, but... You know, it's all just in due to feed my creativity when, uh, you know, doing a pen and ink art design thing just doesn't cut it anymore. So, again, uh, if you're into model kits, great. If this somehow, and I highly doubt it, if this got you into the model kit interest decision-making, whatever, I don't know what to say. I'm losing my mind right now. Holy crap. Then awesome as well. I'm glad that I got you somewhat interested in the idea of these things. Um, if you're wondering what else there is besides Star Wars, um, as I mentioned, they have mostly Gundam stuff. Uh, they have stuff from other anime things. Uh, they got Transformers, as I mentioned. 
They have uh, one model kit for Voltron, which is like 70 bucks, but you get like all of the lions and you get the big kit. And I think you get all the lions separate as well. So the money actually makes sense. Um, they have Pokemon ones. Now the Pokemon ones are probably the cheapest and the easiest model kits that they've done. So those are worth it. Um, they have Pacific Rim ones for the different mechs. Um, I did have a couple of those. Um, I think I gave them all away to my cousin because I just didn't care to have them anymore. Uh, they definitely looked awesome, but I don't know. I just wasn't into them as much as, you know, like Star Wars and whatever. So they have those. Uh, what else do they have? Sorry, I'd be here to snapping. I'm snapping my fingers. What's the other ones they have? I feel like there's more than that. Um, oh, they have... Uh, never mind. I mentioned they have anime stuff. So, yeah, if you're interested in those, uh, the prices vary. Like I said, Pokemon's pretty cheap. I think the most expensive Pokemon sets are like 20 bucks, which is nothing in model kit world. Um, Star Wars kits and some Gundam kits are like 40 to $50. Um, sometimes they're cheaper, like 25 but usually they're around 40 50 range, so keep that in mind. Uh, if you do make the models, uh, just make sure you follow the instructions. The instructions are written in Japanese, but you don't really need to read them. You just kind of have to look at the pictures and look at the numbers. Each part has a number system, so you just find the number, and then you clip out that number again. Some of them are easy enough to snap out of their things with just your hands, but I highly recommend you use uh, little snipper, uh, nipper things, whatever, uh, to clip them out. Um, it's easier and it won't put stress on the on the parts. Uh, and again, just keep in mind, uh, a lot of these things need paint and stuff, so you're not just building a thing, you're also painting and designing something as well. So it's definitely hours of putting something together and assembling, but you know, you'll get a nice looking thing if you did it right. And, uh, you know, it's unique to how you made it and you will definitely have, uh, you know, plenty of time to keep you busy. And, uh, that's what I like most about it. it keeps me busy, keeps me uh, creating and building, uh, feeds that desire to do so. And, uh, you know, by the end of it, it's something that is unique to you. You made it. It's special to you. So when this comes out, I'll probably show how, or at least I'll have a picture or so of some of the kits that I've done. Um, the complete ones, I should say. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if you don't hate me for life and you want to listen to more of these things, uh, you can follow me. Um, I go by the name Toppletomer, which is T-O-P-P-L-E-T-O-M-R. That's T-O-M-R, not E-R, T-O-M-R. Again, that's T-O-P-P-L-E, T-O-M-R. You can find me um, under that name at Twitter. I have a Twitter. Uh, I do have a Twitch channel. It's not really going so well. I was playing Resident Evil 3 on there, but that kind of didn't really work out as well as I hoped. So we'll see where that Twitch channel goes, but... I definitely have some other uh, videos on there that you can check out. Uh, I have an Etsy shop. Now, 
it just comes out on Sunday. I will just say I have special uh, Easter releases coming out that Sunday, um, Easter Sunday. So they are Pokemon-themed shirts for the Johto starters. So if you're into that and you're interested, uh, you can go check them out. And who knows, maybe you'll want to buy them. And uh, if you buy, thank you. That helps me in the long run. Um, it helps me with, you know, paying things that I need to pay. And, you know, uh, I'm a starving artist. So anything, any sort of purchases will help me out in the long run. So thank you if you do that. Um, what else do I have? I have an Instagram. That's a big one. Uh, Instagram where I do some random art stuff. Uh, lately, I've been doing a lot of uh, egg art which, you know, I look back at some of those eggs that I've done, and they're not as great as um, I think they are. I'm not that I'm narcissistic or, you know, have that sort of pride. It's just that I thought they were a bit better than they actually look. But uh, I did do new eggs for the new year, so you can go check those out. Those are recently on there. Um, that, again, is also at Topple Tomer. I will not spell that again because I've done it multiple times already. So, yay. Uh, other than that, you can find more of Shambles and Rambles on uh, the Internet Archive place. I will eventually at some point put this on iTunes and other places. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, and I don't know how to exactly do that. Uh, I need help from someone else. So hopefully I get to that soon. And uh, this is also a place to be, uh, <laughs> place to be. Uh, this is also where I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to try and open up a uh, Gmail account for this particular podcast because I think it would be fun at some point to get questions from listeners in the future. Uh, according to... The numbers, there are definitely listeners to this podcast, which, again, I say thank you very much. Uh, this is a lot of fun, albeit more fun with everyone else around, but um, fun nonetheless to do these uh, random episodes of different topics. And, you know, uh, I, I we definitely know that there are people that listen, and it would be fun to actually have them uh send in like questions for either me uh sherman otherwise known as salt or taylor or whatever and you know if we get like i don't know maybe three up to three questions we'll do those three questions per episode and we'll see how it goes from there um but it's not made quite yet actually it'll probably be made by this comes out so when it's made It'll be under shamblesandrambles at gmail.com. Again, that's shamblesandrambles at gmail.com. And you can send in a question there or anything like that. Heck, maybe you can even send in topic advices. Uh, I mean, we're all pretty clever enough to come up with weird topic ideas, but if you have an idea in particular that you would like to hear us blabber about, uh, that would be great. So... Thank you for uh, listening, and uh, I hope you have a great Easter, despite the quarantine. And again, we're going to try and get together for the next week uh, when we do the recording again. 
So hopefully the next one after this will be great. And hopefully it'll make up for this mess. So thanks again. And uh, hope to see you next time. We won't actually see you because this is a podcast and I'm stupid. <laughs>